Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Looking for more ways to circle round with us? Join the Circle Round Club and get all sorts of great perks, like a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, monthly newsletters, even ad-free episodes, and bonus bedtime stories. Support our public radio podcast and sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. WBUR Podcasts, Boston. Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Here at Circle Round, we're taking time off as we gear up for all sorts of cool things. We're preparing a super fun sixth season of folktales from around the world. We're releasing the first two Circle Round picture books, and we're going on a book tour. To learn more about how to get your Circle Round books and how to see us live, visit our website, wbur.org slash circle round. So with so much going on, Today we're bringing you a special encore edition from the Circle Round archives. A really great story you may have missed the first time around. We'll be back with a brand new episode soon. In the meantime, enjoy! Think about a time you did something nice for someone. Maybe you shared a kind word, or you held the door open for a stranger. We're about to meet some characters who think that helping others will be a burden and weigh them down. But little do they know, lending a hand could actually give them wings. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today our story is called The Wind Catcher. Versions of this folktale come from the Marshall Islands, a country made up of thousands of islands in the Pacific Ocean. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this tale, including Tony Award winner Leah Salonga, star of numerous Broadway musicals, including Flower Drum Song, Lame as a Rob, Miss Saigon, and Once on This Island. Leah is also the voice behind two Disney princesses, Jasmine in Aladdin and Mulan in Mulan. So circle around, everyone, for The Wind Catcher. Long ago, a mother lived with her ten sons on a balmy tropical island in a glittering blue sea. The island was surrounded by many other islands, each of them covered with white sand beaches, leafy trees, and palm-like shrubs known as pondanus. All ten of mother's sons were strong and strapping and smart, so when it came time for their island to name a new chief, the people decided that one of the sons would assume the role. But with ten intelligent, able-bodied fellows to choose from, how would they pick which one? The islanders pondered and puzzled, until Mother had an idea. I know, friends. We will hold a boat race. My ten sons will speed their boats away from our island, across the water, until they reach the next island over. Whoever arrives at the neighboring island first will become our new leader. Back in those early times, the only boats the islanders had were canoes. Narrow, pointy-ended vessels that you skim through the water with a paddle. So over the next weeks, Mother's ten sons crafted special canoes for the race. The brothers spent long hours sweating on the beach as they scraped out tree trunks, then polished and oiled the wood till it gleamed. 
the morning of the race. The brothers were buzzing with excitement as they lined up their brand new canoes along the shore. Listen, guys, you better watch out because I can paddle as fast as a gull flies. Ha! That's nothing! I can paddle as fast as a dolphin swims. Well, I can paddle as fast as a ray stings. And I can paddle as fast as an eel strikes. The oldest brother, a burly fellow named Timur, crossed his brawny arms. And I can paddle as fast as all of you show-offs combined. Honestly, I don't know why you're even bothering to race against me, brothers. Especially you. Jabaro. All eyes turned to Jabaro, the youngest and most mild-mannered of the ten. The kind, calm fellow had been quiet all this time. Jabaro was about to open his mouth when all of a sudden, who should appear on the beach? Good morning, my sons. But mother, this is going to be quite a race, isn't it? It's going to be an amazing race, mother. Timur puffed out his brawny chest. And as your eldest and mightiest son, I'm going to win it. Timur, I admire your confidence. Mother gazed at her sons with twinkling eyes. I admire all of you boys. Just look at those fine canoes you've built. So, that's why I'm wondering. Which one of you will let me ride along in your boat? I want to witness all the action close up. You'll just have to carry me, and... She held up a large parcel. This. The brothers stared at the wrapped-up bundle in their mother's arms. The package looked clunky and heavy. The sheer weight of it was sure to slow down whichever boat mother rode in. Well, my dears, who will let me join them in their boat? Timur, like you say, you're the eldest. May I ride with you? Timur bit his lip, then shifted his eyes and shrugged his broad shoulders. I'm sorry, Mother, but look at those choppy waves out there. And feel how the wind keeps changing directions and swirling about. Clearly this race is too dangerous to bring along any passengers. You can't ride with me. So Mother turned to her next oldest son. Um, my boat's too narrow, Mother. And her next. My boat's too... tippy. And her next. Uh, my boat's too small. And her next. Uh, my boat's too rough. I should have sanded it more. Each and every son found an excuse for why he couldn't bring Mother along in his boat. That is, until she turned to her tenth and youngest son, Jaburo. Jaburo, may I please ride with you? Jaburo eyed his mother's bundle. It sure did look heavy, but the kind-hearted fellow adored his mom, and he could see how much she was yearning to join the race. Of course you may ride with me, mother. It would be my honor. So mother lowered her bundle into Jaburo's boat and climbed in. And when Timur gave the signal... Ready, set, go! The race began. The brothers set off paddling as fast as they could. Water splashed and waves crashed as their canoes surged across the sea and shot out toward the next island over. 
but one of the brothers lagged far behind. Do you know which one? You guessed it, Jaburo. With his mother's heavy bundle weighing down his canoe, the poor fellow simply couldn't keep up with his older siblings. So before long, mother and son were left far, far behind. I'm sorry, mother. I know you wanted to witness the action close up, but I can't paddle quickly enough. At this rate, we'll never catch up with the others. Jaburo looked at his mother with a frown. To his surprise, she looked back at him with a grin. What's that you say, Jaburo? We'll never catch up with the others. I wouldn't be so sure about that, my son. She gestured toward the big, bulky bundle. Let's just say I brought along some help. What do you think Mother packed inside the mysterious package? We'll find out what it is after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for Circle Round comes from Wondery with the new podcast, The Cat in the Hat Cast, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Bursting with music, silliness, and rhymes, the Cat in the Hat cast encourages us all to find fun that is funny in every episode. Listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today our story is called The Wind Catcher. Before the break, ten brothers were holding a boat race. The first man to get from one island to the next would become chief. The day of the race, their mother appeared on the beach carrying a big bundle. She asked each of her sons if she could ride with them, but they all said no. Well, all except for Jaburo her youngest and kindest, most easygoing son. As the race began, and Jaburo's older brothers pulled far ahead, Mother loosened the strings of her bundle and reached inside. Jaburo watched with wonder and confusion as his mom pulled out two wooden poles, a coil of rope, and a large piece of cloth. Um, Mother... What are these things? The poles? The rope? The cloth? What are you going to do with this stuff? Mother arched her eyebrows. The question, my son, is... What are we going to do with this stuff? And the answer is... We will win this race. Mother stretched out the cloth and held it above her head. Jaburo noticed the fabric had three sides, like a triangle. This cloth, Jaburo, is a sail. A sail? 
Yes. I wove it from the strong, sturdy leaves of the pandanus bush. I see. Jaburo cocked his head. But what does the sail do? <laughs> what does the sail do? Mother grinned. It gives us wings, my boy. Watch this. Jaburo's eyes widened as Mother took the rope and used it to lash the two wooden poles together. Then she stood one of the poles up vertically, high toward the sky. The other pole stuck out horizontally, parallel to the boat. This here is a mast. And boom. Mast and boom. Yes! The mast is vertical. The boom is horizontal. And if we tie the sail to the mast and boom, the cloth will fill up with wind. Like this. Mother tied the sail to the mast and boom. Immediately, the three-sided cloth rippled and billowed as it caught the wind. And just like that, Jaburo's boat, the very first sailboat the islands had ever seen, went speeding across the swelling waves. This is amazing, Mother. It's like we sprouted wings. But the wind, it's so unpredictable today. It keeps changing directions. What if the breeze pushes us where we don't want to go? Mother's eyes glittered. I'm glad you asked, Jaburo. Check this out. The wind shifted directions, and Mother moved the boom from one side of the boat to the other. When the wind shifted again, Mother repeated this move. Back and forth she swung the boom, back and forth, back and forth, and the boat stayed right on course. You see, son? If you know how to catch the wind, it'll take you wherever you want to go. But if you don't know how to catch the wind... Then it'll take you wherever it wants you to go? Exactly! Now, show me what you can do. The moment Jaburo took control of the mast and boom, the sail puffed up with air and the boat shot forward. When the wind changed direction, Jaburo did as his mother instructed. He moved the boom, and the boat stayed on course. With the boat swiftly skimming over the waves, Jaburo felt his heart throb with joy. As he picked up speed, faster and faster and faster, it wasn't long before he began passing his older brothers, one by one by one. Wait a minute. Is that Jaburo? It couldn't be. How is it boat so fast? So quick. So swift. He looks like he's flying. At last, Jaburo caught up with his oldest brother, Timur. Timur was so strong he had taken an early lead. So he was shocked to find his youngest brother suddenly racing along beside him. Jaburo, where is your paddle? And what is that newfangled contraption on your boat? A smile spread across Jaburo's face. This newfangled contraption, Timur, is a gift from Mother, and it's going to help me win this race. Timur gritted his teeth. A gift? That's not fair. I'm the eldest son. I'm the one who deserves gifts. Mild-mannered Jaburo didn't know what to do. Luckily, Mother did. She flashed Timur her sweetest smile. You know what, Timur? You're right. You are the eldest son. 
so we will trade. For the rest of the race, you can ride in Jaburo's boat, and Jaburo and I will ride in your boat. But first, let me show you how this boat works. You see these two poles here? And how one of them is sticking oh, out. Oh, like... I don't need your help, Mother. I can figure it out myself. Timur stood up in his canoe. Now scram, you two. That boat is mine. Jabro and Mother got up and switched places with Timur. As the big, burly fellow scrambled into the sailboat, he shot his mother and brother a withering glare. All right, folks. Now that that's done, I have a race to win. So sit back and watch me fly. And what do you know? Fly he did in the wrong direction. You see, the wind had changed course, but Timur didn't know about moving the boom. So as his sail puffed up with air, the wind pushed his boat back toward his island, where the race had begun. Hey, what's wrong with this thing? Why is it taking me this way? I want to go the other way! The other way! How do I turn this around? Help! Help! Timur's voice faded into the distance as Jabiro and Mother charged ahead. Jabiro paddled harder and faster than ever and reached the finish line long before any of his brothers did. As Jabiro sat huffing and puffing and beaming in the canoe, Mother reached back into her parcel and pulled out two more items. A crown of flowers and a seashell necklace. She placed the flowers on Jaburo's head and hung the shimmering shells around his neck. Congratulations, my boy! As the winner of the race, you are the new chief of our island. And like all chiefs before you, we will give you a new chiefly name. Jaburo Jaleilun. Jaburo the wind catcher. May you reign in peace and prosperity for the rest of your days. And wouldn't you know it, that's exactly what he did. According to legend, after years went by and mother and her sons grew old and finished their time on this earth, they all went up to the heavens and became stars. Mother became Capella. A big, bright star we see in the night sky. Jabiro became Jaleilun, a cluster of stars close to Capella. And as for hot-headed Timur, well, he became the reddish star known as Antares. Antares is so far away from Jaleilun that you never see them in the sky at the same time. That's because when Jabiro became chief of the island, Timur was so furious and so envious he turned his back on his youngest brother and never went near him again. In the Marshall Islands, where this story comes from, sailors say that when they see Timur's star in the sky, the weather will be blustery and the seas will be stormy. But when Jabiru's cluster of stars sparkles above, the weather will be pleasant and the seas will be calm just like the mild-mannered, easygoing young man whose generous heart helped him catch the wind and win the race. (laughs) 
Now it's your turn. Have you ever played the game Pictionary? You draw something on a piece of paper, and the people you're playing with try to guess what it is. Well, today we have a new kind of Pictionary for you. Sharing Pictionary. Gather up some teammates, whoever's in your house with you, then take turns drawing pictures of things you've shared at home. It could be a jar of peanut butter, the family dog, even a snuggly moment before bedtime. As each person draws their picture, everyone else should guess what it is. Once you guess correctly, take a few moments to talk about a time you shared the thing you drew and how it felt when you did. This week's story, The Windcatcher, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Amory Sievertson. Circle Round's original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has drawn a black and white picture for all 100-plus Circle Round stories, and you can print them out and color them in. Ask a grown-up to visit our website, wbur.org slash circle round, and click on soundtrack and coloring pages. Special thanks to this week's actors, Theodore Chin, Andrew Donnelly, Jason Ennis, Robert Fung, Rishi Keish Irway, Edward Hong, and Leah Salonga. Check out Broadway star Leah Salonga's new album, Live from Sydney with the Sydney Symphony Orchestra. It's available wherever you stream and download music. This week's featured instrument was the ukulele. You can see a photo of this Hawaiian instrument popular in the Marshall Islands and see a photo of Eric Shimalonis playing one on our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Never want to miss an episode of Circle Round? Why not subscribe? Grown-ups, you can find us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. And please leave us some stars, write us a review, or just tell your friends about the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. Hey, my name is Edwin. I live in New Connecticut. My favorite Circle Round is called The Rusty Cowbell. I like the part when the cheesemonger says, Take the cheese and enjoy. Hi, my name's Sabine, and I live in Wales, Massachusetts, and my favorite circle-round story is The Taste of Honey, and I like the part when these get all stung up by the bees. My name is Kaya, and I'm from California. My favorite story is Joey and Kangaroo 2, the part when Joey says, Boo! Hi, my name is Ella, and I'm from California. And my favorite circle round is the king's face. And I like the part where the royal advisors say, after all, we are the royal advisors. Hi, my name is Luna, and I'm from New Hampshire. And my favorite circle round story is the magpie with salt on her tail. And my favorite part is when the boy says, now may sprinkle salt on the tail, but the magpie doesn't keep her promise. My name is Sage, and I'm from New Hampshire, but I was born in Africa. And my favorite to go around is the basilisk there. And my favorite part is when the basilisk turns into stone. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. 
You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.